You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents Studio 89.7. This talk program focuses on newsmakers, celebrities, and authors. And now, here's your host, Philadelphia radio veteran, Paul Perello. Even before we start, see, I I have proof positive that I met my next guest Uh a number of years ago. I don't know if he's going to remember, but... Oh, my gosh. I I don't remember how many years ago that was. Oh, my gosh. Was this... this, I remember. Yes, it was. Yes. It was down at Disney. Yeah. And it was for the uh, the Mars... uh, Was that... um, Yes. uh, Mission... Mission thing. Mission Space. Very good. And they had all the media down... And I was I was married then. I remember that before she left me, Paul. But that's okay. That was a whole nother story. <laughs> but I had the kids. That's right. And you know what? We were promoting Disney. You know, di- that's when Disney would bring everybody down, but all the media personalities yeah. down. And we were down there. I remember this distinctly. I remember I had. I don't think my uh, my youngest wasn't born yet. I don't think so. I can't yeah. remember. Now we were underneath that. Yeah, that yeah. Thing remember there, that? That was great. I kids, remember yeah, this yeah, distinctly. Uh-huh. I remember this. There is proof that that, that you know. Besides I, the telephone call last year that I, we and I never went on the mission ride. You never did. No, I, it was did you go? Intense. I you did. went. I did. I think you told me at the time you went on. Yeah. And I went. How could you go on, man? Yeah. Because because I, I, I'm not good at those rides. Well, you know, neither am I. But yeah. I figured I had to. I had to go on because they because, brought us know, all down they there. They brought us down there. We had to go on. <laughs> but that was before they have now like this uh, sissified version of it. There are two versions of it now. The the, the original one that they opened, I didn't know and that. then they opened up this second version of it where you don't have to. See with that centrifugal force. Oh, that spin. would be my version. Yeah. That, yeah. Because I can't do it. But I remember going, remember remember they had uh, Walter Cronkite voice yes. the introduction? Yeah. And then they had, I think, Buzz Aldrin. I met yes. Buzz Aldrin uh-huh. down there, another Jersey guy. Yeah. And then they had the guy on the backpack flying yes. up like one of those jet yeah, packs. Yeah, they had the official jet opening. Pack. Yeah. That was like, that was great. Yeah. That's when. Still going to have you sign this before yeah, you by leave. All means, yeah. Paul, and, by uh, all means. Michael Eisner was still in charge then oh, at the time. So that's good. God. Yeah, that's so many. I don't know how many years it was. but It was good. Now everything's Nickelodeon with the kids. You yeah, know? for everything's sure. Nick, everything's yeah. Nickelodeon. It's all like a SpongeBob and Shrek. You know, we go to the Universal Studios all the time. You know, the kids get older. I guess. Yeah, for sure. And I keep having children, so I'll be going. I'll be 98. There's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with that. If there's ever, I I guess, a saying that that rings true with my next guest, Joe Piscopo, is that dreams do come true because he pretty much has it all. Jersey guy. He's done very well in television, in movies, on the stage. 25 years after you had this dream, Joe, about opening a nightclub in Atlantic City. Yeah. Here it is. Club yeah. Piscopo opens at resorts in Atlantic City. Yeah, man. So it's it is. It was like kind of more of a a mission and a purpose than anything else because it just seems so uh, right. And yeah. I, I'm a live entertainer. I'm in the blue collar show business, baby. You know, I I I, I sweat. I have a gypsy in me. I, I love my children first and foremost. I stay with them half the week, and then I'm off on the road. Then I come back. So I said, well, how can I stay home? How could I be like? And again, forgive me if your audience is younger. I do a Ricky Ricardo reference. You know, <laughs> I think everybody knows. You know. Like where you you have uh, the family and the madness and chaos of the family, which I just live for and sure. love, yeah. and then you go to the club at night. Yeah. Come on, Danny Thomas to make my to even do a another old reference. But I remember as a child, I remember uh, there was a show called Make Room for Daddy right. with this great comedian Danny Thomas. 
He would be, all the trials and tribulations of family life. I have to go to the club. We have a club. That rung true to me more than anything else that I would watch. Who's your influence, Joe? Who is this? Who is it? You know, of course, Jerry Lewis, of course, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, all those guys. But when I saw those shows, you can go to a nightclub and you can have a family. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have. And it has been a dream. Last year when we talked and you were on tour, actually you were performing in Atlantic City with Michael Longoria. I, I had talked about, because it seemed like Atlantic City was not necessarily hitting the skids, but you know when casino gambling came to Pennsylvania, mm. all the attention was taken off of Atlantic City, which was this gambling mecca of the yeah. East Coast. Yeah. And and I think I had even asked you then, what is it going to take to turn New Jersey around? Well, right. lo and behold, a new owner steps in right. to resorts, and I think they're getting it right. They're taking it back to where it was. That's 30 right. years ago. Exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Run the entertainment. Go for it. So mm-hmm. Dennis Gomes, who just went in and bought uh, resorts, mm-hmm. and we've all wanted to work for and with Dennis because he's like one of those revered uh, casino personalities mm-hmm. uh, from Las Vegas, came to Atlantic City, and just is so well-liked. And it, it gives back to the community. So Dennis and I talked for years. Hey, you ever get a property? Call me, man. Sure. Because, you know, I worked down there, and we go, and we hit and quit it, and we had fun with Michael Longoria, That's right. who, who's uh, hopefully coming to resorts you know uh-huh. to play the club hopefully yeah. but but we put it together we said let's do a classic style retro nightclub and, and i say classic it's more like a um, you know your traditional nightclub where with the round tables and the right. tablecloths yeah. you know and the yeah. lights in the middle you got to come to resorts yeah. they got great restaurants like gallagher's of course mm-hmm. and capriccio's and then boogie nights yeah. this 80s and, and then i got my buddy chaz palmentary the great internationally renowned actor and he and he's my i'm, I'm proud to call chaz a friend he's just mm-hmm. the best Good guy. he is and he's doing the bronx tale he mm-hmm. goes tours around you got to see the bronx I tale live here was in philadelphia oh, a few oh, years oh, ago oh, killed it i, saw I had it not there. seen the movie killed i it. didn't see the movie and then when I, I i said to chaz i can't believe one guy up on the stage yeah. for two hours yep. Yep. and he doesn't break a sweat not no sweat or yeah. a sip of water or a sip of water i yeah. said chaz chaz you don't take a sip of water hey, it wrecks my rhythm joe like that you know it's like he's great and he's he's that so chaz comes over to resorts and he comes and he, we hang you know at the and they they even have a gay bar upstairs because the gay community always wanted mm-hmm. a place to go and like say so mr Gomes said give him an alternative lifestyle bar with with the uh the female like impersonator show sure. which is called the uh, believe divas in a men's world these guys are great and then let's put club piscopo as a swinging ring-a-ding kind of sinatra-esque kind right. of nightclub i bought i bring in my friends who are comics i bring in my friends who are singers i bring in my friends who are jazz artists and with the greatest musicians on the world and you know what it really works it's real the property is jumping and atlantic city seems like on the thanks to mr Gomes, yeah. atlantic city's on a trend back yeah i, I happen to be there last week just you know i passed michigan avenue which of course was the legendary home of the 500 club you good man. right you are good brother i worked for a summer in atlantic city on yeah. michigan avenue at a, at a really? club yeah. and there was you know yeah. the lucky now of course you go there there's like no sign of that era but you know talk yeah, about yeah, a bygone yeah, era yeah, where yeah. sinatra and yeah. dean martin and jerry yeah. lewis they all went and hung out after they did their shows well atlantic the 500 city. club and you got i always uh, tip Tip a hat to Jay Z for bringing a club to Atlantic City because Jay Z, Jay Z, and, and I say this with the greatest respect to, to uh, the Frank Sinatra. Everybody knows I'm just mm-hmm. enamored by that whole era of sure. Frank Sinatra. But Jay Z carries that swagger. He really does, mm-hmm. and in a respectful way. He he's got that same tone about him. Although the music is so different, but I think even Mr. Sinatra would appreciate. So when Jay Z goes to Atlantic City and puts a club in, it, it'll tell you something that the, the, there's something that the town has to offer. Sure. And the 500 Club. 
the Latin Casino, mm-hmm. uh, the Copacabana. That's those are the clubs we are emulating sure. to, to an older audience, certainly. You know, but I tell you what, I, I, folks in the audience, I look down, I folks from Baltimore, if they were thirty something, really, yeah, and they watch and they want to see old Uncle Joe do his thing yeah, up there, baby. Yeah. So I do the drums. We got the greatest musicians. I, I make sure I sweat and work on stage, and then I bring in Killer Comics, Jeff Norris, Tony mm-hmm. Desaire, this young comic. These are guys that are doing me favors. Father Guido Sarducci this weekend. I was going to bring up Father ah, Sarducci, yeah. Going to bless the club for us, Paul. <laughs> a bunch of Italian guys, we're going to appreciate exactly, that. Exactly, you get, get the holy water out, bless the club, Father. Thank you very much. Exactly. You yeah. know, and so he's coming in, and he is, so I got to tell you, mm-hmm. they, he's so funny. And then I'm going to put the wing on this weekend. I'm going to do the whole, uh, the, 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 we're going to do the fog, and out from the fog will come me in a tuxedo nice. with the wig and like the Saturday Night Live get up yeah, as Frank right. Sinatra. Yeah, yeah. just for fun, man. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people know Joe Piscopo from Saturday Night Live because how many how many seasons did you do? Uh, 80 to 85. I think I left at 85, okay. something like something like that, yeah. 84. And of course, there's been television, there's been movies. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. read that you were on Broadway in Greece. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, when, right? And opening night was a snowstorm, yeah. and you insisted that you were going to go on, and it was the only show that opened that night yeah. uh, on Broadway. So people are familiar. I does his research, yeah. Yeah, yeah I do my homework. I, I, was, I was in Chicago, snowstorm's coming in, so I, gro- I had a matinee in Chicago. I had a night performance in Chicago, so I groveled with the producers, and I said, I better get to New York. Mm-hmm. Something tells me, just let me get to New York. So they flew me in ahead of the cast. Mm-hmm. Cast got stranded in Chicago. The folks that were here with me, they picked up the New York cast, and we decided, the uh, Barry and Fran Weissler, the producers, decided to go on that night through the big snowstorm in 1996, mm-hmm. and Broadway shut down except for our show, and we yeah, sold out. It was, and that's why I, I have immense respect for Broadway talent. Oh, sure. And Paul, they were all there. Mm-hmm. They were all working, and we... We, we just did great, and that was a thrill for me, working Broadway. But it's alive is in my blood. That's yeah. what I do. And, and I think, as you said, this this brings us back. I mean, many of us that grew up you know, in an era, and I remember my parents going to the Latin Casino and the uh, uh, the Hawaiian Cottage. I mean, these are legendary nightclubs here in the Philadelphia yeah, area in man. South Jersey. And this is what you're trying to recreate That's successfully, right. everything that I've read with Club Piscopo right. at, uh, at resorts. So people are coming out to see you. They're going to see Father Guido Sarducci. How committed is Joe Piscopo, then, to this club? Plan on running it for the summer and you know what I got to shoot a Showtime special on August 20th there, which mm-hmm. is great. We do two shows we're going to shoot. And then uh, there's a pilot. <laughs> I didn't tell you this. Pilot for a reality show. A reality so show. So I called, talked to the producers The in real Jersey Shore, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, I, I talked to the uh, producers uh, in Hollywood. They go, they go, I go, well, you know, I got to protect my children because I don't think it's right putting kids on. So they go, no, no, it's about the club. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to shoot a reality show about me down the club? Like, they go, yeah, this is great because they got my son, uh, who's a great talent in his own right. right. They got the resorts guys. They got the divas upstairs, you know, they share walking around, you know. Uh, this, and I said, this is funny. So we're going to shoot a pilot right in the club. So I would like to use that room, which is was the Starlight, Starlight Room at Resorts, mm-hmm. which was where Frank Sinatra did a press conference the first time he came to Atlantic City in that very that. room, man. That. That, well, and it's But it's television ready, man. And I want to bring media uh, to just to add a little more to the luster of Atlantic City. Yeah, I mean, people uh, know um, your connection with Mr. Sinatra because of your in Impersonation yeah. of him on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing there had to be at some point where the pa- your paths had to cross oh, at yeah. some point while you were doing that impersonation, just like Bruce Springsteen that yeah. you're also, you know. Fit. Yeah, so yeah. when Mr. Sinatra or even Mr. Springsteen today yeah, yeah. Um, sees Joe Piscopo and he sees you doing that impersonation yeah. of him, I mean, 
you got to be shaking in your shoes yeah. a little bit. I don't, for, for the old man, I was, yeah. indeed. I was very, matter of fact, I talk about it on stage, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we talk about it at length on stage, which is it's a lot of fun, and we do it with the music, and it's part of my act where mm-hmm. when I first met him, and it was a true story, uh, and Dick Cavett, the uh, the talk show host, and if you you got to Google Cavett, because he might have been, aside from Johnny Carson, the best talk show sure. host, mm-hmm. along with David Letterman. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Cavett was a brilliant, but he was a whacked-out Yale frat boy with mm-hmm. that was just would just he wanted to bust my chops so he takes me to introduce me at the friars club to frank sinatra and brought me right up right like two feet from him right like just to bust my chops like oh you're gonna do sinatra here meet him like that <laughs> and i was i was like uh, humming, 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 like exactly. the honeymoon what do you do right and, yeah. and the and the old man was great and uh he kind of i tell it differently on stages for a dramatic sure. license but but he, mr s shook my hand and i don't think he understood who i was or what it was but i left it at that because i got introduced then i went to the day at the Friars Club with Sammy Davis Jr., right. with with uh, Shirley MacLaine, you know, with Dean Martin, the roasting Dean Martin, and Mr. Sinatra was the master of ceremonies, so he's right directly to my left seated. I'm at the podium, and I do a quick uh, Frank Sinatra impression right to him, and no one had done that before, right. and everybody kind of froze like, <laughs> oh, my God. Wait for the other shoe to drop, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, yeah so, so the old man, look, he looks up at me and goes, Hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Just like that. Uh-huh. So I looked down at him. I said, oh, can I call you Frank? He took a beat and he said, no. <laughs> like that. Biggest laugh of the night. Yeah. Biggest yeah. laugh of the night. He, he was a master, you know? And, yeah. and it's all about my dad, really. My father was my number one hero. Mm-hmm. And he told me about these great Italian-Americans and Joe DiMaggio and Frank Sinatra. And, uh, and I always appreciated that. And that's the legacy that I just hold on to. It's There's a character there. There's a There's a... A whole texture there that we don't experience today, and we try to create that at Club Piscopo at resorts. Well, let me ask you that because I know as as society changes and fa- family values change, yeah. how do you instill in your kids then those values that your father yeah. and mother instilled in you? I mean, because it seems to me as a society, and I don't want to paint with a broad brush, but regardless of whatever ethnic background you come from. Because families are so scattered and there's so many interruptions in our day, whether it's a cell phone or television or computers, that to try to sit down and tell your kids today about what it was like for our grandparents or parents to immigrate from Europe to the United States. They're on the. They could. It goes in one ear and out the other way. It seems. Yeah, yeah. So how do you instill in your kids that? Get them to. I. I am a, a huge proponent of the immigrants in this country. They are the foundation of the United States of America. They are the greatness of this country. The ethnic diversity is the strength of the United States. This is what I believe because my family came here. They couldn't speak English sure. for quite a lot. Mm-hmm. They came here. They got prejudiced against. Terrible prejudice. Mm-hmm. Our, our yeah, people absolutely. came over, and they learned the language and they learned the law. So I took my kids to Ellis Island, mm-hmm. and I took them to the Statue of Liberty, and I told them. My uncle Emil, born on a boat on the way over. I told him about my grandfather, Rosario Piscopo, tears in his eyes when he saw the Statue of Liberty. And my son in the back seat, as I was telling him, he goes, what was, 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 was there sun in his eyes that there was tears in his eyes? I said, he was so happy to come to America. Mm-hmm. And I teach the kids and I take them to these, you know, to, to and I showed them because, uh, you know, you could buy um, the little plaques. That's right. And, and yeah. I saw the Piscopo name mm-hmm. and my mother's name on the plaques at Ellis Island. So I instilled them that because some Sometimes, man, you know, I'm 35 years dedicated father and husband. Like I said, I, I just, you know, having fun now because yeah. I'm a single guy out there having a good time. And sometimes I'm, I don't know, I feel guilty that I'm not the best example. You know, I try to instill with them character and tell them, and and we spoil our children so sure. much. So I take them hopefully to some of the this country's great monuments and try to teach them. Including, it may not seem important to some, but. 
I took my little Michael to the, the Yankee Stadium monuments, mm. and yeah. I showed him Joe DiMaggio mm. and Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. You know, that kid understood everything I was talking about, sure. about the greatness of those men, about mm. the greatness of Lou Gehrig, the quiet strength of mm -hmm. Lou Gehrig. And thank God the Yankees got Derek Jeter that my son <laughs> could look up to. So I try to use, a, if I can't be the example, I try to <laughs> kind of push it off on a no, monument or somebody else. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's important that parents take the time out and show them examples of of people that have done uh, wonderful things that have done tremendous things for the greater good. I mean, you know, and sometimes right. they're unsung heroes, like you mentioned, Lou Gehrig. You know, uh, they're the you know they they don't get all the attention and the respect that perhaps uh, they they rightfully deserve. That's so true. And not, but but you know, I I tell them and uh, that it's all about love, and I tell them how hard and how. Uh, when you come to this country, you got to struggle, mm -hmm. and hopefully they'll get it, Paul. Hopefully yeah. they'll get it, man. Uh, yeah, this country was built on the back of immigrants who worked hard, yeah. night and day, oh. seven days a week, oh. to get to where you know they could put food on the table for their for their families. And so I, often today, kids just take it for granted. I tell them that my father couldn't speak English. He was born here, but he couldn't speak English because everybody spoke Italian mm -hmm. in the house. And and you could liken it today to Pakistani Indians, sure. to the new the Asian or or, or uh, Latino certainly, where in the home they speak one language. So my father went to school, and they used to make fun of him mm. in uh, kindergarten. And then uh, they would make him read the books in first grade with the Italian accent when he was just learning the language. Uh, Jack and Jill run up the hill yeah. to fetch a bit. And they would laugh. So my grandmother, Carmela, runs across the street. They lived across the street from the school. And they said, how could you make fun? We are immigrants to this country, and you're making fun. The, you know what the principal said? This is America. Learn the language. Whoa! Oh, if you did that now, there'd be legislation, <laughs> there'd be protests. But see, my dad, we didn't say anything. Our people never said anything. We said, all right, that's the game. Then we're going to play this game. And you know what? My father went on to skip two grades at that school and went on to represent the non-English speaking blue collar laborers that his father was. Mm -hmm. And that's the way you kind of settle that score and you entrench yourself and become powerful in a society and that's that that's what i think the american dream for the first time and last time i talked to him we were on the phone and then years ago we were at disney but uh I, there's this resonance in your voice mm. um you got a r radio voice i mean and <laughs> you started in radio and that's one of the one of the funny things that i found out yeah. and in doing my homework for this interview is yeah, that yeah. you went to school uh have a degree in yeah. broadcast management thank you thank you, you know, i couldn't, get, and, and, I couldn't uh, get in anywhere else so <laughs> I went to I couldn't to any school in Jersey. They all turned me down. I was such a bad student. So I went to Florida and I have a degree in broadcast management, radio and television. Wow. Love it. I'm a, I, I'm a, you. It's I've been so impressed that you uh, and you do such a great show. By Thank the way, you. I have to compliment you because wait, when I was on with Michael and Goria last year, you orchestrated a phone mm -hmm. call. I was stuck on the Schuylkill Expressway right. yeah, somewhere, exactly. and then Michael was in uh, New York, and you uh -huh. orchestrated that so well. But I'm a, f a radio freak and seeing all this all this, and talking to all my uh, media buddies. I yeah. love it, but I, I, I take it very seriously. And to me, radio is the most intimate uh, Oh, media. absolutely. You, yeah. We're talking right to the folks. Mm -hmm. and Yes, we're talking to you. That's you right. know, and yeah. uh, you're talking to me. And, and so it's, it's a, I get a real kick out of it, but I did. I, I graduated with a degree in broadcast management. I'm proud of it, man. What, what do you attribute your longevity? Because, look, you've seen it. People will come into this business. Yeah. They'll work for two or three years, whether it's radio, television, yeah, or films. Yeah. You know, they, they get the quick buck and they move on to the next thing. And you never hear from them again. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. or they, they fall by the wayside and they're, they're, they're that train wreck that we constantly hear about. Yeah. But what, I mean, what is the secret to success? I, I ask a lot of my guests this. I mean, if you were to open up the book of Piscopo and go yeah. to chapter four, I mean, <laughs> is, there, is there a secret to success? I mean, what is it? I don't it? know, because I never wanted to be uh, and, and never became a uh, like a mega star. I just never, I just 
went into the business to work. Mm-hmm. And I think, and then I had the, the the good graces of going on to Saturday Night Live. Right. And that once you're on SNL, it's like. And I always am so grateful to Lauren Michaels mm-hmm. for this because it's it, it, it's like you you get a license to work. They go SNL. So like for example, uh, a couple of weeks we go to Canada. I do right. a show every. Can I go with uh, Father Guido Sarducci to Canada uh-huh. and Victoria Jackson? And that's that's um, I have to I have to attribute that to the legacy of Saturday Night Live and what uh, Mr. Michaels has created there. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, I have to give that credit. But also it, I just like to work. So I get out there and I work and I don't have an attitude. And if, I don't know, it might have hurt me career-wise where some guys hold out, you know, and do all that, mm-hmm. or they entrench themselves into the Hollywood community, which is brilliant how they could do that. Some sure. of my buddies I've, I've seen, i not that. I'm, I'm more just, I'd rather be at Jer- in Jersey with my kids and just work and just yeah. get out and be in the blue-collar show business, which is what I, what I am. It's what I do. I get on stage. I'm a gypsy. I, I travel and, and sweat on stage and uh doesn't sound pretty, but it's in my blood, man. And I think people appreciate that I because so. they yeah, know yeah. that you're putting your you're putting your efforts into this. I mean, it's yeah, you're, yeah. you're not on autopilot, if you will. Yeah. They know that when you're up there and you're giving 110 percent, they know they're getting 110 yeah. percent. I'll yeah. be pouring blood on stage, man. And mm. let me do one more bit. You know, I like that old school because Sammy Davis Jr. was like that. And again, if your audience is, is younger, you got to Google some of these cats like Sammy Davis, man. This guy. And I always asked him, and, I, and, I, and I, this is a true story. I sat with Sammy Davis Jr. Well, and, and again, if you don't know who he is, one of the greatest entertainers of all time. Talk about going through prejudice yeah, right. and, 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 fight, and fighting the fight. And, and just coming. And what Frank did for Sammy. Yeah. You know, oh. That's a whole other story for another show. But he, Sammy, really, did, yeah, absolutely. He, he was a black American yeah. and one of the greatest entertainers in Sammy Davis. And when he went to Vegas, they did not allow black Americans to stay in the hotels. Mm-hmm. And Frank Sinatra, and I admire this guy. One of the reasons I admire this guy said, if Sammy's not here, then I ain't here, mm-hmm. and he and he changed the whole book. They went in yeah. and and they, they opened it up, and it was and it was great. So so I said to Sammy once because he I mean this guy just worked on stage. Oh my God, he worked on stage, and I said, how do you do it? I said, do you carb load? I actually use the word <laughs> carb load. What a schmuck I am. I think it's everything about carb load. Oh, do, do, do you rest? He looked at me like I was nuts. He said, I just do it, man. And I said, whoa, got it, got it. <laughs> and it's in your blood. Mm-hmm. It's in your blood. You just do it. You know? Yeah, and then the thing is, these guys never wanted to leave the stage. Either. Yeah, I mean, yeah, You see yeah. some of these videos yeah, and yeah. you know some of these specials where you know, they're getting standing ovations and everything. Yeah. And, mo- and, and today, in most places, the manager and the house manager and the theater manager, they're ready to bring the curtain down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, these guys, they came yeah. back for encore after encore yeah. after encore because they wanted to make sure that those people that were paying That's right. to put their backsides That's in their right. seats, they were getting the best you know best buck for their that's you know, right for, it, that's, for their a, that's what we try to do and i had people come to club piscopo at resorts in atlantic city from they were from west virginia they came like multiple nights they would come one night after another because they want to see that and that's yeah. exactly right we ju- you just try to give uh, it, there's such respect for me for the audience man mm-hmm. to come in there and the fact that they're you know buying a ticket the fact that they're showing up they're bringing their friends and it's great and this club which is which i love you'll love it too mm-hmm. it's intimate so i could talk to people right 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 up front how are you i'll work the tables we talk it's yeah it's the, the seating is kind of unusual because i was i was in reading uh is that there's i guess there's special vip areas yeah. and there's also stage seating so 
are people actually sitting on the stage? You, we, with ha- you? we have a VIP section in the back, what they call bottle service okay, now, and right. we put there was a, just two stages in the room, okay. and we play we play one stage. The other stage is is a VIP bottle service. Okay. So you got all the all the cats that want to come in and hang out. Uh, Chaz Palm Terrier. I know Michael Vick, Michael Vick was in the property the other day, and you could hang in that area. But to me, the seating is those round tables with the oh, tablecloths yeah. right up front. Man, yeah. it's great. And you know what? If you want, I'll put the table on stage like a good fellas. <laughs> I walk right up. You know, put that right on. Damn right, it. Yeah. Put you right up on stage with me. Actually, not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah I, I, when when we uh, got this interview to come together over the weekend, I'm thinking Joe's getting done a show in Atlantic City on Sunday night. Mm. He's coming out Monday to do media again. I mean, a few yeah. hours sleep, but you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're yeah. pumped. You're ready yeah, to yeah, go. Yeah, you know what? Thanks, man. I appreciate you appreciating that because it's the work ethic, and this is a venture. It's a business venture, and we have a lot of business venture. I've been blessed to have great businessmen uh, from Philly, actually, mm-hmm. who I just love and just truly blessed. There's no other word but to say. These guys are kick butt. You know, they got that South Philly mentality, sure, and yeah. I love that. Yeah. I just love that. And then to, to, to put that together with Dennis Gomes in Atlantic City, this is a great marriage. So I, I want to make sure we work it and we do it properly. I worked uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I I took a car, took my kids. I had my mm-hmm. kids, and I rendezvoused with the ex and made sure the kids were taken right, care right. of on the Parkway. Being right. the Jersey guy, I am. I go to Yogi Berra Stadium in Montclair, right. and I do a show with the Midtown Men, who the original cast of Jersey right, Boys. Okay, yeah. uh, I did 15 minutes with okay, Joe Mooch right. in the band there. Yeah. Got back in the car. I'm sweating because it was like 110 <laughs> easily, and, yeah. you know. And I, and I brought the Jersey Boys on. It was like the Beatles. It was great. It was yeah. a whole stadium, and for Yogi Berra's museum in yeah, Montclair, right. Yogi's a dear friend. So then I'm coming back, but I took off my shirt and I got it hanging out the window of the car. To like, drive, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> I you can't. And I'm trying to be. I'm so proud to be an Italian. My father was a lawyer. My uncle was a chemical engineer. What did I do? Take it down a couple rungs with my with my tank top hanging out there. Nice. There's Joe with his uh, tank top, and nice. we're not going to use the other vernacular right, exactly, that you're thinking right, of. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one final thing before I let you go is that uh, you know, oftentimes, um, you know, every uh, four years there's a race for governor in New Jersey, yeah, and your name yeah. has been brought up time and time yeah, and time again. Yeah. Yeah. You want to weigh in on the political landscape of uh, of New Jersey yeah, these sure, days? Sure, I, I, You know what? I'm a registered Democrat, but I'm a blue dog. I'm beyond blue dog. I'm probably more conservative than most uh, uh, right-wingers. I'm very, very, very pro-life, very, very conservative. And because um, I'm a union guy. Sure. You know, and I don't agree with the cuts. And I don't think they should have started with teachers and firefighters and police. Mm-hmm. I think they should have maybe started with toll takers, for crying out loud. You yeah. know, maybe we could cut there. Yeah. You know, like the mm-hmm. turnpike and drop it all that. But, but I had such a great talk. This governor is one of the smartest men I've ever met. He's he's wicked smart, mm-hmm. and he understands. We had the best talk, and I'm a fan of the guy because that in-your-face politics is so much appreciated. And whether you disagree with him or not, you know, it, he, he's a man of conviction, and you have to respect that. And I also respect he's such a dedicated family man. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you see the governor, he's with his lovely wife and his kids, and he keeps them close. I'll tell you, he's a good man. I, not that I agree with everything he does, and uh, I, I always think if I ever did run for governor, you'll see a sign on my desk that says, the cuts stop here because mm-hmm. I believe in, in in creating revenue although the governor has done that a little sure, bit too yeah. he's 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 bringing some he's trying to uh, rejuvenate the business arena in New Jersey which just got slammed sure. the last few years but I really think you have to go to the natural resources of the people if I may for two seconds I know uh, I don't want to bore your audience but we the inner cities are so forgotten mm-hmm. to this day in the, in the great cities of Camden the great cities of Patterson and bring manufacturing to these cities I can't Paul for the life of me why in my day my grandfather made hats man so here immigrants came over they could make a living they could buy a house and have a family. You can 
import, export, the global economy is not working. Mm-hmm. And there, I'm a, I'm a grandson of immigrants. We got to shut it down a little bit in New Jersey. In New Jersey, you got to shut it down a little bit in the United States and go, this is home. Let's manufacture for our people now. Right. And just for a couple years, just for a couple years, keep it centered. The world will come clamoring back to us. We have to be, a, we have to stand fast as Americans and say, you know what? You need us. I don't think we need you. We love you and we will be there if there's an earthquake or sure. God forbid a tsunami. We will be the first to be there, you know? Not these other radicals. They're, they never help out anybody. But don't get me started. Bring manufacturing back to the inner cities, create a tax base, lower the property taxes. It's so easy. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why it's not done. That's why I love Joe Piscopo. He tells it as it is. <laughs> come on. I mean, come on. You know, forget about it. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> want everybody to come out between now and the end of the summer. You're invited out. It's. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four nights. That's right. Resorts International, Club Piscopo. Right. If you go to Facebook, Paul, if I may go to, if you go to Club Piscopo on Facebook, we update it every hour. Okay. It's a lot of fun. And you check out Tony DeSera. You're going to see talent that uh, that are coming in for me for, to do favors. They are great music talent, like this kid Tony DeSera, jazz talent, mm-hmm. like this great comedian, knock your socks off, Jeff Norris. They're in next week mm-hmm. uh, when I go to Canada. But every other week in the summer, I am there doing my thing, you know, doing the impressions and doing the music. And we got the greatest musicians and you know what it's a trip to a classic nightclub that you just aren't going to see anywhere else no you're absolutely right well i want to say this has been a thrill ah, Paul, to have you here you're the best man you uh, make- I, I really do appreciate your time and all the great work that you do uh, not just to entertain us but all the grassroots stuff that you also do in new jersey as yeah. i mentioned about those unsung uh, heroes that are out there yeah. uh, and those efforts that oftentimes don't go recognized but it reads like a who's who in new jersey the stuff that you've done behind the scenes joe and we mm-hmm. applaud you for thank that paul thank you and brother. we count you we count on you to continue to do that to make New Jersey the great place that it is. Thank you. Proud Thank to be you. proud to be there, man. Thank you so much, Thank Paul. Thank you. You've been listening to Studio 89.7, a monthly program that focuses on newsmakers, celebrities, and authors. Please tune in on the second Saturday of every month at 9 a.m. for another edition of Studio 89.7, only on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS FM.